Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Getting Sexy with Steph. And today I have Theano, who is a sex educator, tantric practitioner, and relationship coach. And we are going to be discussing one of my favorite topics, all about motherhood and sexuality and how they intertwine and how being a mother can actually help us to become better lovers. So I'm going to toss it over to you. Can you introduce yourself for us, how you got here, the work that you do? Would love to hear more about you. Oh my gosh, thank you. This beautiful introduction. Uh, Yeah, so I got into this work about 10 years ago, like I've always been on the path of, you know, um, personal growth and um, just healing. Um, But it was when I went through my own divorce 10 years ago and my partner chose a lifestyle over a marriage and it just had me questioning everything as a woman, as a wife, as a mother. And that kind of really just dove me into this path of exploring um, my sexuality and really learning to come home into my body and build that love affair to myself. And, and then just opened up Pandora's box and became this whole passion and mission to want to really, you know, help others, heal, awaken, and transform um, through the their sexual power, right? So yeah, Be- beautiful. I love it. And yeah, so we were just talking before the show started, and we both have kids about the same age, uh, you know, that 10 to 13 year range. And so I love that we have that connection and that we can speak about this topic with the lived experience of, of being moms as well. Dogs eating the pen. Sorry. Okay, go on. I feel like that just exemplified motherhood. It's like, oh my God, somebody's doing this. Somebody's about to jump off the stairs. Somebody's eating a pen. Yes. I might have to get her out of the room, but we'll see how she does. Okay. Welcome to mom life. Anybody who's a mom or a dog mom knows the struggle. (laughs) Perfect. So I would love to dive into this topic with you. Um, I think it's a really juicy one. And I actually feel like it's still a little bit taboo talking about how you can be an extraordinary and exquisite lover and a mother and how being a mother can actually help you to become a better lover. Absolutely. Like there's so much, I think like we get into these, this, um, mundane task mode of like, do, do, do. And, you know, but along the way, like we're learning so many skills about, like for me, being a mother has taught me like so much about patience, so much about compassion, so much about forgiveness. And even like the slowing down, like as moms, we can go a mile a minute and do 20 million things, but our children, they don't go at that same pace. They have their own agenda and like it, this is off to shit but then when we learn to go into fall into that flow like we're allowing ourselves to be fluid which is another important piece of just being fluid to our environment and the situation and also learning how to slow down all of these things translate incredibly into our intimate relationships right when we actually have the awareness and acceptance of being like wow like these are skills I'm actually learning to master. Now let me bring them into my relationship to um, be more patient, to be more in the moment, to slow down and be right here. Right. And we take our relationships for granted and we put them on the back burner of 
after everything else is done, after the kids are taken care of, after whatever, where it's like, well, what if we actually used our intimate relationship to fuel the rest of our lives? Because when we actually um, connect to that life force and actually allow that to build up in us, whether we're with a partner or not, um, just taking time, we actually have more energy, more momentum, more um, aliveness in how we're doing things. So. Oh, I love that so much because I think that anybody can relate who's a mom that, yeah, we're pulled in a million different directions. We, we can multitask like motherfuckers, literally. (laughs) And the way that that, you know, translates with intimacy is, is, is we need that need to slow down and that need for that, that depth and that compassion. And that does awaken that life force in it. And it's, and it's also deciding like, Hey, it can, it can be easy. It can be joyful. It can be pleasurable, right? Like, yes, there's like, I run three businesses. I'm a single mom. I've got a daughter. I've got a dog. I've got, you know, my older parents to take care of. And I can sit there and be like, Oh my God. Um, how do I do this? Or I can be like, you know what? I am going to do this and I'm going to do it with pleasure. I'm going to do it with joy. And I'm going to trust that what I get done today is going to be enough. I'm going to trust how I show up, you know, for my daughter in all of this or it is going to be wonderful. And I'm going to be able to show up for my lover in that same, you know, um, space of openness, right? Like we get to decide and it's so hard to decide because we've we're so used to being reactors to life instead of conductors of it right so but this is where we take that energy and we learn to cultivate it and we learn to you know tap into our our power and i say our life force power with is our sexual power this is creation energy this is life force this is you know where we you know either create or destroy from like it's so potent and then when but when, so when we channel that into parts of our lives, it's like, yes, this can be the fuel. This can be the replenishing. This is, could be where I recharge. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I really love that concept of bringing pleasure into, into the mundane motherhood task, because there's a lot, like you said, like I totally resonate single mom running business, you know, driving to soccer practice and everything. And, and it is a conscious decision to, to, choose pleasure and choose embodiment, even in those moments. And how can I still be doing these things that need to get done? Because there's a lot of necessities and still have that pleasure and use that pleasure to cultivate, like you said, that sexual creation life force power. Yeah. And so one thing I do a lot with my clients is I teach them this pleasure scale, right. Of like where zero to 10, because whenever we're doing something, we always have an opportunity to be like, am I in my 10 spot? Right. Or what can I do to be more in my 10 spot? No matter what it is, like even me right now, like, okay, I'm, I'm here on this podcast and I'm like, okay, what can I do to better? Is it moving something around? Is it changing the lighting? Is it deciding to sit down? Is it having maybe padding under my feet? You know, like always, you know, we take for granted the ability to create more pleasure in any given moment. So if we're doing whatever, even if we're washing the dishes, even if we're, um, you know, oh my gosh, I, you know, I've got all this to do before, you know, am I, 
my lover wants time, you know, sex tonight. Like, how am I going to do it? We can say, okay, well, what can I do to make this more pleasurable? This whole process, could it be stopping to pause and have a coffee? Is it stopping just to take a few breaths or even doing like ocean breath? I teach breathing exercises to my clients. I'm like, do it while you're driving, doing it while you're in the shower, doing, you know, breast massage or breath work, things that get you back home to yourself. Right. And all of these things are moments of pleasure. Right. And even when we're doing uh, the tasks with our children or, you know, running around, what are ways that I can bring it even just from a two to four start there sometimes, or if it's at a five, like what is one way I can dial this up. Right. And it's surprising how much um, that small shift can make a huge difference because we start feeling even with that small adjustment, we start to feel power we start to feel back in control of our lives. Yeah, I really love that. I love how you worded that last sentence about, you know, that's how you start to feel back in control. And that's how you begin to take your power back is through, through pleasure. And I really love the permission that you just gave that if it's a two, right? Like doing dishes, <laughs> let's just say doing dishes, you know, how do you just bump that up to a three or a four? And that's such a beautiful place to start. It's like, can you put on a song? Can you, you know, throw on some lipstick while you're doing the dishes or just something super. Do the make it, you know. Exactly. (laughs) You know, I always look at ways to make the ordinary extraordinary, like, you know, and these are things that make life playful. And so it's no matter what you're doing, like the example of like, you know what, I've got dishes to do and I'm going to do them naked because like it's playful, it's taking it and I'm going to laugh at myself or, hey, I'm going to just get my kids and I'm so stressed out, but I'm just going to put on a song and we're going to dance too, or we're going to, you know, all together, like punch pillows and scream our heads off. Like I've done this. I, with my daughter, there's times where I've taken old books and I'm like, okay, we're going to just tear them up, you know, and rip them and throw them around and let out that energy, you know, and it becomes an extraordinary moment. And it's something where frustration, you're, you're directing it, you're channeling it in a healthy way that allows for collect uh, connection, it allows for release, it allows for intimacy in a different way like it's giving the permission and the access and then it turns into like something pleasurable you're laughing you're lighter you're you you know you feel connected like it's beautiful so I always find what are ways simple moments like even there was a time with my 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 boyfriend that um you know he, we'd get together every, every other week during COVID um and he'd come over and I'd make dinner and then I'm like why am I always making dinner like why am I doing this right like Um, but I didn't ask for, you know, put out my needs. I didn't put out the request. So I'm projecting and I'm already feeling, I'm going to say resentful for something that I also created that environment. Right. So when it was, okay, how can I communicate this, um, get my needs met and also make it fun. Right. So one example I, you know, I did is like, I told him, you know what, pick up your favorite groceries, you know, and make me your favorite meal. I promise I'll be your assistant and I'll help you out. And he's like, oh, wow. Okay, great. So he comes and I, you know, over and I'm dressed like a maid, right? Like, and I'm like, you know, welcome home, sir. How can I help you? And he's just like, oh my God, (laughs) drops the groceries. Like, and so, but this was something that it could have gone in a way of, I'm going, you know, an argument or um, a bitterness of a projection, 
or we get like what I did. I'm like, I decided I'm going to make this fun. I'm going to um, use this as fuel to create romance and excitement and still get, you know, a space of connection of my needs being met. Hold on, I'm putting this dog outside. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm back now. Totally fine. Okay. Yes, all good now. So yeah, yeah, so like it's examples like that. Like I, I love to pass on to people. You know. Yeah. No, I love that. I love the element of bringing that play in, and I also. Uh, going back to what you were first saying about, you know, having these big kind of like emotional things and like hitting pillows or ripping up the books and stuff. I think that that's such a beautiful thing to do also with your kids, like you said, because it's modeling, it's modeling healthy ways to release energy that's built up, uh, Mm -hmm. anxiety, stress, frustration, anger, anything. And it's beautiful for them to do it and be witnessed and also witness you. And I love that you, that you brought that up. Um, I do similar practices with my kids. And by the end, we're always like rolling around laughing on the ground at like each other. And it's just, it makes it so much more fun. And I, it's such a beautiful way to model healthy, emotional, uh, maturity release and, and bringing that play into it, that, that you can feel the big things and then you can come back down and there's pleasure afterwards there's play and, and it can be fun too. Yes. And that also translates, you know, bringing that into relationship is because it teaches us to have a voice. It teaches us to express ourselves. It teaches us to like, um, you know, go into those more vulnerable places with courage, right? So even though we're doing these exercises or doing these things outside and with our children and in life, again, the translation comes into the bedroom because it's like, there's a different confidence. There's a, you've already got the visceral um, rewiring that happens in the body to express is imprinted. So it just translates them. Right. 100%. And then just like you said, you can express your needs from a place that, hey, this is what I need. This is what I desire and and make it fun instead of a fight. Right. Well, yeah. And it's also like allowing sex to be vocal. Right. So this is yes. like, right to <laughs> scream, you know, or cry or, you know, let the emotion. And that's another like that takes sex to a whole different level where the the intimacy of that sacred sexuality that you're bringing in from that vulnerability is taking it to a whole different level so who would have thought that doing this out here actually translates in here right but yet it totally does yeah well and it trains your nervous system that it's safe like it's okay to do this and then it just becomes the embodiment of it like I am my sound I am my voice and and it doesn't matter if I'm in the car if I'm playing with my kids or I'm in the bedroom it just becomes your new reality and the embodiment of who you are and you get that you get that expression yes absolutely absolutely yeah so one thing i'm thinking is I know from personal experience, and I'm sure that you can relate at different times. And what I hear over and over and over again with moms is this mom guilt though. Like I can't like prioritize myself. I can't prioritize pleasure. Like I do have to do every, you know, kids first. And, and there's so much guilt and shame around prioritizing yourself and your pleasure and, and fun. 
So what I say to that or when I'm dealing with uh, women in that situation, I'd be like, okay, if you were going to give advice to your daughter who is feeling guilty right now about doing something, what would you tell her? And usually it's like, oh my God, I tell her like to, you know, not be afraid and to do this and to put herself first because I never did. And I said, look, it's your responsibility to model that because it's not what they tell them that they absorb the most. It's what we do. So if we want them to prioritize themselves and have value and worth to who they are, we have to, we're, it's our like commitment, it's our duty to do that first, to show them what that looks like. And for us to break that pattern from our generations before that didn't. Yes, like it's so, it's something we work through the, our whole lives as women, you know, and as moms, it's, it's like, oh my God, you know, I'm selfish that I do. And I, you know, like I have to put everyone first. And, but then it's like, when you actually take time to nurture and feed yourself first, you're, you're serving from the cup runneth over instead of from like grasping at what can I fill it to keep going, right? And that's what we want to do. We want to be the fountain of fuel. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And it's so true that that modeling that they, they watch, they watch everything. They're so intuitive. And, um, I love the example that you gave of, you know, asking your daughter and, you know, I'm raising, I'm raising two boys. And so it's a, it's a little bit, bit, um, it's the same concept. And it's also a little bit different. Like they see me buying flowers for myself and they'll say, Oh mom, you bought flowers for yourself again. I'm like, yeah, because I deserve flowers and they're beautiful. And I love to look at them and, you know, or running a bubble bath. And I, and I tell them why I'm doing it and why it makes me happy and it lights me up so they can see these, these examples of how I'm taking care of myself. So one day, no matter who their partner is, they can, you know, learn to also how to take care of a partner and also how to nurse themselves because, you know, little boys are taught, you can't have any sort of pleasure, you know, that's just, there's so much toxic masculinity, which is a whole nother conversation, oh. but, <laughs> but it, it's so powerful to model that for our children. I love, love, love the response that you gave to that. Thank so many, you. Thank so many women suffer from that mom guilt. Well, we all do. Listen, it's the guilt. It's we feel guilty putting ourselves first and we feel guilty feeling pressure, pleasure. And then we get conditioned to be like, oh, I'm not interested in sex. I don't, I don't need that. You know, I'm I've passed my like we learn to tolerate and accept when really like I see women in their 60s and 70s that are like, I'm just gonna say hot as fuck, like their magnetism, their energy, because they've cultivated that, they've understood um, the, the power in, um, that intimate relationship to self and how it, it's, it fosters, like as mother, we nourish, like mother earth nourishes, you know, the whole planet. And so when we put, use that parallel to say, when we nourish ourselves, we nourish our whole environment, right? It's, it's power, it's strength, it's, and sexuality and intimacy, like these are just huge, like forces of what we live for. We live to be loved. We live to connect. And yet we deny ourselves that, right? When it's our birthright to have it. So 
we we need to keep rewiring ourselves to change the way we function because when we live from pleasure the whole world benefits when we live from love when we lead from love the whole world benefits you know we 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 become manifestors like even when i was going through my divorce and it was very very you know high conflict every time I kept getting shot down or dealing with this narcissistic behavior, I said, I could either go that same route and play that same game, or I can just choose to love greater. I can just choose love to rise above this. I can choose love to get me through this. And what does that look like? And what is the behavior? And what are the actions? And what are the thoughts I need to have? And I just kept investing in that. And then like, it took seven years for me to go through my litigation but on the other side of it, I'm like, what, what the person I evolved into, I wouldn't have been able to do had I not gone through that experience. So I'm grateful for it. I'm able to look at the challenges and the obstacles as, you know, invitations to intimacy, invitations to love, you know? I love that. And it really is. I love that word invitation. I feel like at like the deepest level, motherhood is an invitation to deep nurturing love and deep nurturing pleasure. And, and you're right, leading from that and really standing in that power of pleasure and love is, is how we begin to, to change the world. And we do it in our own homes first, right? We -hmm. lead by that example with our own families and our own children. And that just trickles through, you know, they're going to, their, our children will feel that embodiment and they'll go on to, to usually live that and what, you know, they've got to find their own path. But if that's their foundation of seeing that modeled, like setting them up for such a life of purpose and love and, and pleasure and, and intimacy in all the ways with themselves, with a partner and sex and you know, career in, in everything. So yeah, I love that. invitation. Yeah, like, yeah. And, you know, we look at our lives, like it's so easy to like, we live in a world that constantly tries to separate it profits heavily from separating us from ourselves, let alone each other. Right. So how do we keep coming back? How do we keep choosing um, what feels good versus what destroys us. And what I mean by that is I just see so many women. It's like, my life sucks. My, you know, you know, the marriage or the relationship becomes mundane. It's like, okay, get married, work, have kids. And this is just what it is. We don't invest in connection. We don't invest in intimacy. We don't prioritize ourselves, you know, um, and, and we don't prioritize the relationship and it's easy to complain and just project, right? Where it's like, well, you, you can settle for that or you can shift and being like, yeah, this is, the responsibility and pressures and challenges in my life. And what is the most luscious way I can go through it Mm. for me right now? Even if it's taking that one bath a week, even if it's having a half an hour once a week, like I get a lot of um, young, like parents with young children, like how do I do this with young kids, whatever. And it's like, it's grooming them too. Like, even if you start with just half an hour of time for you and your partner, and being like, whether you're talking, whether you're giving hand massages, whether you're just eye gazing or doing breath work to come into your, like there's so many little things you can do to connect and just put a timer even, but being like, this is our moment. We're taking it. We're teaching our kids. This is our moment, you know, because as they get older, we want them to honor us, you know, and that need for 
rejuvenation and union as much as, as individual um, rejuvenation. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that so much. And, you know, so what I loved about this conversation is really giving that permission to, there's two different things um, that I feel are really huge takeaways that you said, and that's how can you up this pleasure from even just like a two to a three, two to a four, starting small. It's, you know, you don't have to like go away to a spa retreat for like five days and just forget about life. It's, you know, how do I up this just a little bit? How do I continually turn up this dial and just orient myself to pleasure as much as I can And I love what you talked about, about setting a timer, because I give that same practice to my clients. I'm like, set a timer for seven minutes, (laughs) seven minutes. And then, you know, your nervous system knows that there's an ending and you can just give it all for those seven minutes, but it's helping you to get into that practice of doing something. And, and, you know, it doesn't have to go on and on and on because oftentimes there's just not time in a day for three hours of, you know of something, um, especially as, as mothers, because, you know, there's always something going on with our kids. So yeah, those, I really, really loved that. And I just think that, um, you have such extraordinary advice and wisdom and lived embodied experience. And I would love for people to connect with you. So how can everybody find you and work with you and be in your energy and your containers and your space and learn all of your wonderful wisdom? Oh, thank you. Um, I'm on Instagram and that's the dot Thano. Um, my Facebook is Thano, actually with my last name, but I don't know if you have that in the notes, Thano Evangelou, but even my website is thethano.com. So my website or Instagram is probably the best. Um, And if an email people want, it's devotion at thethano.com. Beautiful. And I will link all of that in the show notes so you can have all of that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, it will. I'll be there. And yeah, thank you so much for this conversation and for all of these tips and little treasures and nuggets and words of wisdom. And yeah, it was, it was an absolute pleasure talking with you. Oh, thank you too. It's been such a delight to connect with you. And I just love topics of conversation like this. So I really appreciate the uh, time for having me on to uh, share this with you. So thank you. And to your You're audience. And I hope yeah, absolutely. So thank you everybody for tuning in today. And we will see you next week.